Touchdown Locked on Goals. San Diego can't handle the heat. Which prospect should be the next one called up? And some news and notes around the league on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And thanks for making this your first listen of the day. This show is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. All right, so on today's podcast, it is Goals Thursday once again. Don't forget there is a Ducks game later today, but as usual, we look once per week at the minor leagues and once in a while at the prospects as well. So that's a little treat for the San Diego fans there. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the games that happened last week. There was only two of them. Both of them took place at Stockton Arena, where they played the AHL affiliate of the Calgary Flames, the Stockton Heat. A quick note on this. Calgary has not been too injured this season. In fact, the Flames have been one of the healthier teams in the National Hockey League, and it's reflected in their minor league team as well. Stockton has had pretty much the same lineup for virtually the entire season. And it's reflected on their near-perfect record as of right now. You have Brian Freeze, who's been there the whole time. Glenn Godin. Andy Walensky. Remember Andy Walensky, the former San Diego goal, former Duck? Yeah, he's in Stockton right now. So let's pick up what happened last Friday. It wasn't pretty, folks. It really wasn't. It was Stockton from pretty much start to finish. They came out firing... (laughs) right away well they didn't San Diego came out firing in the first period Stockton had one shot on goal one and that was a goal by Martin Pospisil his fourth of the season Luca Dostal probably wanted that one back right away It, it was it was not a good one I think what happened there was the first 10 or 11 minutes Luca Dostal didn't get any work San Diego, despite having only seven shots that period, they had a lot of puck control, and Stockton was not getting many shot attempts either. So once that first shot went in, I'm like, oh boy. He he did not have any work. He kind of looked bored, and then all of a sudden, here comes Stockton, boom, a goal. The floodgates opened after that, because in the second period, I kid you not, the Stockton Heat had 21, let me repeat that, 21 shots on goal. You think I'm kidding, don't you? Nope, not kidding at all on that one. The one that Luca gave up in the first period was a complete softball from way out. The second period, he was just getting peppered left and right. I counted maybe 13 high danger chances or shot attempts. And one goal, one of those goals was from a pretty bad angle, but pretty close anyway. That was Connor Zeri's goal. Connor McKee's goal, later in the second, was from about the faceoff dot, a really slick goal. The assist from Luke Phillip on that one. And this was really slick because this was when the goals had a power play against Stockton. Normally, San Diego's power play is pretty good. In fact, they had nine <laughs> chances at it. Yes, you heard that right. 
San Diego had nine power plays. They didn't convert in the second period because Connor Mackey scored it shorthanded. Ouch. Luckily for the goals, they did make it up by scoring a power play goal later in the third period. Danny O'Regan's fourth of the season from Brogan Rafferty and Nicholas Bruyard. And then Stockton on the power play there. This was a tough game all around. Stockton is a very physical team. As I mentioned, Calgary not too injured. Stockton not too injured. And Stockton has some pretty big bodies on that team. There was a total of 15 penalties. Ooh, boy. 15 power plays between Stockton and San Diego. And after all the dust had settled, the Stockton Heat were victorious 4-1 over the San Diego goals, thus ending San Diego's five-game winning streak. But it did not stop there because it continued the following day where Stockton came out firing once again on the power play. Glenn Gaudant's fourth. That made it 1-0 Stockton. But hold on. The second power play of the day, this was kind of a weird one because Bo Grew ended up really fighting against Connor Mackey. This was a pretty good, I don't want to say a heavyweight bout, but this was just one below heavyweight, whatever. I want to say welterweight, probably. But it was a good fighting match between Connor Mackey and Bo Grew. They went at it for a while. Bo Grew ended up with the first two for cross-checking. So San Diego goes on the penalty kill. And what happens at the very end of that Stockton power play? Hunter Drew happened. That's what. Perfect forechecking. Stole the puck and took it himself all the way for the short-handed goal. His second of the season. That made it a 1-1 tie. And then after that, it was Stockton that was penalized. So San Diego went on the power play. And boy, this one was bad. This was a bad power play all around. Connor Mackey with a shorthanded goal of his own. That made it 2-1 Stockton. It was that kind of game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Stockton did score an empty netter, but Braden Tracy cut the lead in half with a minute left. And San Diego had some very good chances the last two minutes of the game. They were playing completely desperation hockey, but to no avail. Stockton beat San Diego once again, this time by a score of 3-2. So now San Diego's lost two in a row, but credit to the Stockton Heat. They are still one of the best teams in the entire AHL. In fact, they have the second best record in the entire league. Stockton is first in the division. They're probably going to stay there for the rest of the season. Ontario second. Henderson's third. Tucson's fourth. San Diego's right there in fifth. If the playoffs began today, it would be San Diego versus Tucson. The I-8 freeway matchup. But Tucson would get the home ice advantage. You don't want that to happen if you're San Diego. You want that home ice advantage desperately. So that's where the goal stands right now in the standings. And those were the two games that I want to talk about. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. 
Stat Hero is the first of its kind DFS platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And why is Stat Hero better? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. One more time, stathero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey, terms and conditions apply. And this show is also brought to you by Stance. This might be one of my favorite promos ever because I'm a big believer in Stance Apparel. As you guys know, I am a marathon runner through and through. And I love Stance, especially because they just launched a new line of active apparel It looks amazing. And plus, it's holiday gifting time. So if y'all want to get me a gift, you can get me some Stance socks, some of the running gear that they have. It looks really cool. Stance is the coolest gift you can give, and it's incredibly comfortable and well-made. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. What are your favorite designs? I mean, my favorite designs are NBA, Major League Baseball, and I'll mention this for the San Diego fans out there. My first pair of Stance socks, actually two pair of Stance socks I'm looking at right now, were from the All-Star Game in 2016. Remember that, San Diego? When you had the MLB All-Star Game in 2016? That was probably one of my favorite... No, no, not one of. That was my favorite All-Star Game that I ever went to in MLB. So what stance apparel item do you like or wear the most? So, hey, check out stance.com and use promo code Locked on to get a 15% discount on your first purchase. Once again, stance.com promo code locked on at checkout to apply the 15% discount code. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance. I'm going to go off the board here. This is not necessarily part of the ad read that I'm doing, but I remember that All Star game so well. I went to every event. I went to the Fan Fest at the Convention Center. I went to the Friday festivities. Or not the Friday. The Friday festivities were at the Convention Center. Sunday, I decided, yeah, I'm going to check out the Futures game and check out the practice that they have there for Home Run Derby. And then the following day was the All-Star practice and the Home Run Derby. Got to see Will Myers compete. Got to see Corey Seager compete. But man... Giancarlo Stanton leaving some dents at the Western Metal Supply Company building. That was amazing. And then the All-Star game itself. Oh boy. Some fond memories of San Diego that weekend all around. Absolutely loved it. But my favorite pair of Stance socks? My Kobe socks. His final game socks. I mean, I've talked about Kobe on this podcast. I haven't in a while. I'll probably talk about Kobe next month for reasons okay that's enough about that san diego i i love the goals they're a fantastic team 
they do a great job bringing up prospects. And I know that a lot of fans of the Ducks are saying, hey, Jacob Perot should be the next guy to get called up. But I'm here to tell you, it should not be Jacob Perot as the next one to get called up, especially after these last two games. The guy that should be called up next is Braden Tracy. Why is that? Well, first off, let's look at the Braden Tracy profile in general. He is only 20 years old. He was a first-round draft pick in the 2019 draft. Yes, this is the same draft that produced Trevor Zegers. Trevor Zegers went ninth overall. Thanks, LA Kings, for taking Alex Turcotte. And especially thank you to Edmonton for taking Philip Broberg. So thanks for that. Thanks to Buffalo for taking Dylan Cousins. Same draft. Anaheim got Trevor Zegers with the ninth pick. And they got Braden Tracy with the 29th pick in that draft. Tracy's had a pretty good season so far this season. He has six goals and nine assists for 15 points in 17 games. That averages out to about a point per game. He's looked really good. This is his first full season in the American Hockey League. Last year, he spent the majority of his time with the Victoria Royals of the WHL. And then he did spend some time in the AHL, but he didn't score any points last season with the goals. He was still getting developed, still finding his way. He seemed to take slightly more time to develop than others in his position. But Braden Tracy, I think, has been a pleasant surprise for San Diego this season. And the forward is making a good statement this season. And look at the last few games. Like I mentioned, Tracy was the player of the week last week in the American Hockey League. He's had some pretty good games as of recent, and that includes a goal in the last game against Stockton. So why else am I favoring Braden Tracy over Jacob Perot as the next one to be called up? I will give multiple reasons. One is defense. Braden Tracy has a better defensive mindset than Jacob Perot does right now. Not to say Jacob Perot isn't bad at defense, but as of right now, Braden Tracy is playing a better 200-foot game. He's doing a pristine job forechecking and generating some good offense for the goals, creating turnovers. That's where Braden Tracy has shined recently, and that's how he's been able to get some of those apples that he's gotten recently, is his hustle, his grit, his forechecking. His defense, I think, has been stellar. Stellar so far. Not to say Pro hasn't. Another reason. It's been the overall giving up goals or lack thereof. Braden Tracy doesn't give up that many goals. Jacob Perot recently has been on the wrong side of a couple of goals power plays. And also on the wrong side of a little bit of miscommunication. Missing an assignment. I, I don't know what's going on with Jacob Perot recently. But in his last two games, he's got a minus four rating. He just hasn't looked his best recently. He really hasn't. So I hope Jacob Perot can kind of come back. Like, come back and bring it together in the next few games. So that's another reason why I'm favoring Tracy over Perot right now. Is Perot has been struggling as of recent. Jacob Perot still has 15 points in 17 games this season. He's still averaging almost a point a game himself. But notice I said 15 points in 17 games 
for Jacob Perot. Hmm. I mentioned Braden Tracy right now. He also has 15 points in 17 games. The stats are pretty similar. They both have 15 points in 17 games. Braden Tracy has 6 goals. Jacob Perot, he has 7 goals. So the stats are pretty similar, but I'm looking at the eye test. I'm looking at a little bit of the analytics here as far as, you know, Corsi. The Corsi has not favored Jacob Perot in the last couple of games that have actually attempted to track that. It hasn't favored him. The fancy stats are not favoring Perot right now. So if the Ducks are going to make a call-up in the next week or two, especially if Getzloff is going to continue to be out, especially if Henrique is going to continue to be out, then the Ducks should look at Braden Tracy instead of Jacob Perot. Or what ideally the Ducks really should do is call up Tracy right now, play him for nine games, and then later on in the season, call up Jacob Perot for nine games. Who's to say both of them cannot be called up at some point this season? But the first one that should be called up is Braden Tracy. Hmm. I know that's going to ruffle some feathers, me saying that. This is just my honest opinion, and this is what I've watched out of both of them recently. So, there you go. Alright, we are going to head into the second intermission, but let's talk about Primal Origin Oils. You got a beard? Get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're the guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Well, Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. So, We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel the in-beard to other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember, the code is locked on to get you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. And guess what? We're also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. Football's winding down, basketball's happening, and of course the NHL. You got the future lines, who's going to win the cup. And hey, guess what? The Ducks are not an underdog on this next game against Columbus. So if you're feeling lucky and you want to put a little bit of money on the Ducks, then head over to betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. I say this over and over. I know I said maybe you should bet on the previous game. If you heard my podcast yesterday with Jay Forster, we're trying we're trying to say gamble responsibly. But you know what? Maybe this is a good time to bet on the Ducks. I'm just saying. Columbus hasn't looked good. They haven't. But anyway, a couple of news and notes around the American Hockey League and how this relates to the goals. First, let's talk about the league in general. And I know goals fans do not want to hear this necessarily, but Andrew Podorowski, he's looked very good recently. The Chicago Wolves are first in the Central Division right now. 
And then there's the Utica Comets. Still first place in the entire AHL. Coach Kevin Deneen is still doing his thing. Chase DeLeo is still doing his thing. Yippee Skippy. They're in first place in their divisions. But there is a little bit of an interesting story coming out of Ontario. The reason I bring this up, this is the goal's next opponent. If you guys missed this, there was a statement from the Ontario Reign that came out yesterday, which reads the following. Quote, Head coach John Robluski will be taking a personal leave of absence for an undetermined period of time. We support this decision and will have Chris Height and Craig Johnson assume lead roles in the interim. Out of respect for John and his family's privacy, there will be no additional comments from the organization. End quote. Ooh, little bit of a of a shocker there from Ontario. Ontario was supposed to play this past week in Bakersfield. That game was postponed due to COVID protocols. And we did find out that the COVID protocols were on the Bakersfield side. So Ontario hasn't played in a while. And now they've got this to deal with. Uh, their head coach, Don Robleski, has had a tremendous start this season. He's done a terrific job with developing the youths. And now you have Quentin Byfield coming back for these two games. But now you have no head coach. That can definitely impact a team, especially, especially a team like the Ontario Reign, who have had their struggles. They've been good this season, but for Ontario, this is a massive, massive blow. How they respond, we don't know, but that's going to be the goal's opponent the next couple days. It's going to be a home-and-home series. Tomorrow night, it will be a game at Toyota Arena in Ontario. I hope to see you guys there. I hope to see a plethora of goals fans there. If you're going to come out to Ontario, feel free to contact me. Let me know. I want to say hi to some of you guys, especially the very friendly San Diego fans who are just some of the best fans in the entire American Hockey League. I know you guys will be chanting. So I look forward to seeing some of the goals fans out of Toyota Arena on Friday, and same for Saturday. Hope to see all you guys for this home and home. Once again, Friday will be a 7 o'clock start at Toyota Arena in Ontario. Saturday will be a 7 o'clock start at Pechanga Arena in San Diego. <laughs> this is going to be quite a matchup between two very good teams in the Pacific Division. And also don't forget, we have a meeting against the Abbotsford Canucks taking place on Wednesday. So be sure to stay tuned for all of that. We have three games this coming week. It's going to be a fun one. And before we wrap up, I mentioned that I was going to talk about this every week. So I'm going to talk about this again. Not this coming Saturday. The following Saturday, December 18th, is Teddy Bear Toss Night at Pechanga Arena. All you guys need to come out for this one because Teddy Bertoss is one of my favorite, favorite nights in the entire AHL. Most teams do it. Not every team, but most teams do this. Ontario is going to be doing this that Saturday night as well. San Diego, they're going to be doing it on that Saturday, December 18th. 
It's also going to be a holiday beanie night. It's winter wonderland night. You have a tailgate. By the way, nobody does tailgates like the San Diego goals. The fans come out for this. It's a blast. But the teddy bear toss. I mentioned this again. What if we can get 10,000 fans out at Pachanga Arena and every fan brings two stuffed teddy bears? That's 20,000 bears onto the ice. Just imagine the flurry of fur hitting the ice. So I mentioned this once again. Saturday, December 18th. One of my favorite nights of the whole year. Teddy Bear Toss Night. Go to that game. Check it out. You do not want to miss it. And you get to watch the goals probably beat the San Jose Barracuda that night. That is also a 7 o'clock start. Check it out. Check it out. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast of Goals Thursday. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, We're going to close out the show with a long play of the Mad Hat Hucksters. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, among others. If you want to drop me a line, you can email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And once again, I hope to see several of you Goals fans coming out this weekend. It's going to be a fun one, folks. Get ready for the freeway face-off between the Goals and the Ontario Reign once again. And also, also, thank you all for your continued support. Thank you for your listens. And especially to the San Diego fans, thank you guys for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Goals, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks and gulls fly together. Mm -hmm.